one news talk station. FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT Burlington. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt Anthony here, and joining us live in studio now, it's our pal. I was going to say our old pal, but she's not old. Our pal, Kelly Devine. But since I did mention our, started to say our old pal, I got to say this. Happy belated birthday, Kelly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It was last week. Uh, you guys are lucky I showed up after I heard that promo. I thought, well, you know, they kicked me off the air. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear the promo? <laughs> no, we did I the, didn't. Okay, no, that's I'm good. Just... We hope nobody heard it because we, we did the wrong promo. We are promoing tomorrow's like, what the heck? You're dissing one of your favorite guests. Good morning, everybody. Yes, my birthday was last week. It's always around Halloween, which is kind of fun. Beautiful moon out this past weekend. Oh, wasn't it crazy? I got to go to New York City. It's my first really big time being out since I've been sick. So nice. that's like great news. Oh, what, so are you? Do you, would you say you're almost a hundred percent back now, or, or? Uh, almost? Uh, I did get. I did have a test a couple weeks ago, uh, and the good news is that all of my organs have fully recovered from the. <sighs> Thank God. Yeah, the sepsis. So that was really just. The most amazing news to me. I get to keep my gallbladder so I can eat, still eat fried food. I can Don't eat oysters, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never eat another raw oyster again in my life. I can guarantee you. Yep. For those of you who don't uh, know, Kelly uh, was in the hospital for, what, a week or so? A week, yeah. But in uh, Massachusetts yeah. after she ate a raw oyster. Yeah. That was infected with this terrible bacteria, Vibrio vulnificus. Don't do that again. I know. I do still have to have my uh, hernia operation, but, um, you know. Get through that. That'll be that'll be easy peasy. So well, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say that I still get tired sometimes, but you know I'm I'm, I'm back like ninety percent, ninety five percent. So it was my first Good. really big weekend out. I decided to go to New York and what uh, would you go to New York for? Uh, well, I just love to hang out in New York City. I went to see a show on Broadway. I have a friend who lives down there, so I got to visit him. And yeah, it was good. And cool. beautiful day, beautiful that Saturday. I hope everybody got out because it was a beautiful day Saturday. Yeah, I know there were a lot of people downtown, but it's mainly the trick or treating thing. So, yep. um, yeah, I don't know whether that keeps other people away or what. <laughs> it's always a lot of people, but uh, and uh, I know you live out in the country, so no trick or treaters, right? Well, uh, I live in Charlotte. Um, I often say because I can't afford to live in Burlington and people think that's crazy, but it actually is true. <laughs> uh, I, I always say I have the cheapest house in, in uh, Charlotte. That's not an uh, older farmhouse. Uh, but we have a big in our West Village. Everybody comes there to trick or treat. That, thanks to Eli Lester Goldsmith. You guys know Eli. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he uh, is one of the owners of uh, Healthy Living and he lives in Charlotte now. Live band, food truck. Oh, wow. Um, and the road is shut down and... Those houses there all, you know, are the ones who give out the candy. And actually, there's a candy donation program we run to help those families, you know, oh, underwrite cool. the cost because they have to give out hundreds of pieces of candy. Well, and you see a lot of people, you know, you know, back in my day when my kids were younger, you know, people would be having parties and gatherings. And it was a fun night. Really yeah. Fun night in Charlotte. Yeah. You know, it's funny how uh, it's different in rural communities. And, mm-hmm. and if all the kids are going to show up at one place, then everybody still brings candy and, yeah. and contributes. That's fun. Live band. Yeah. I know. Thank you, Eli, uh, for all the work you put into that and all the other volunteers. It was amazing. I grew up in one of those big suburban neighborhoods where we had hundreds of homes and uh, we would trick or treat late into the night and 
We're also very protective of our turf when we got older. <laughs> kids are coming from other, other I did I not know that. that Eli Lesser Goldsmith had moved to Shalott because, of course, that uh, he ran for council in Burlington one time. That's right. That's right. I yeah. think he was even in a runoff. I think it was a close race. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You know, Eli is definitely uh, interested in local politics. Uh, he's been a voice for getting Charlotte to move forward with more development, and we need that. Maybe he'll think about running for select board and join me. Uh, as long as he doesn't run against you. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to run next year, but he could run against me in two years. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't dare. I don't know that I'm running again. I've been pretty clear about oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. You might do just one term and out? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's something yeah. to be said. Yesterday we were talking to Mike Smith, and I said, you know, there's something to be said to go in, have, have, have three or four things that you want to get done, and then get out. And, exactly. and, and when you know you're leaving, then it's like, I don't have to... I'm, Here's what I came to do. I'm going to get it done, and I'm going to go. Yeah, you know, and I listened to that interview. I love Mike Smith. He's just a, a rock star here in Vermont. And, yeah, he gets in, he gets it done, and he leaves when he says he's going to leave. He does. Yeah. He's what they call a problem solver. Yep. 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 He's not. I don't think he's interested ever probably in running for political office because every no. so often I see him and I say, what about you running for office? <laughs> he's like, no, no. But we will see with Mike if he really is retired and stays retired this time because i don't think he can no i know i'm kind of like that too i like to have things to do but yeah i have a list of things i want to get done and uh i'm ticking through them and we'll see how it goes but yeah yeah, i'm gonna try i'm gonna do my best to serve the voters of charlotte through through march of 2025 yeah and then decide if you're gonna run or not you might not run right I'm I'm I am serving assuming I'm not going to run because I don't want to have that in my mind to make decisions I want to make the decisions that I think are right and hear from the voters and make the de- make the decisions that are right for the community. The r- yeah. There is a rumor that you're going to run for Chittenden County Senate. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> well, that reaction does not uh, lead me to think that rumor is true. And <laughs> what year? Uh, uh, the next election. So current. You've been in Montpelier, and we should talk about Montpelier a little bit because, I don't know, you know, we talk a lot about public safety and what's going on in Burlington and in Chittenden County, and these are really important issues, as we know. And I, and I, and I even though, you know, people say, don't talk about them because people won't come downtown, I think it's just we've gotten past that point. We need to talk about them, especially what we're doing about them. And, uh, you know, I, uh, we have some people from our board that are involved in this regional affairs committee. It's being led by GBIC and the Lake Champlain Chamber, and they have... Um, they have this regional, uh, they're working on a regional document relative to some things in Montpelier that we need to help the situation in Burlington. Right. Um, have any of you um, seen uh, some of the stuff that, I think that there's an uh, opinion piece on the New York Times and a video that was done by the University of Vermont Medical Center? I have not seen it. No, I haven't. So uh, I, I would recommend you take a look at it. Uh, and, and everybody from the community, uh, it's just it's a really a uh, it's a vignette that from first person testimony of some of the violence we're seeing at the hospital. I have we have heard oh, okay. about that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so you know what's been interesting for me is that you know you can't look at Burlington issues in a bubble. We have things we have to do in Burlington for sure, but you can't look at Burlington issues in a bubble. And um, you know all, I you know I know for me when I see because a lot of times I come across people downtown that are hurting that are in need that are suffering they're maybe they're ill maybe they're um you know have substance use disorder or mental health and you know we call the police and you know 
they can't always come now like they used to, unfortunately. But also you get a CSO or you get Howard Street Outreach Center to come, which is great. And, you know, we put these people in, in, in an ambulance or now this new van that the fire department's using, which I think is a great program. Mm-hmm. And they and they take a ride up the hill. And then what happens? Yeah. So when you think about Montpelier, um, you know, what do we need to do to... Uh, what do we need to do beyond these short-term measures that we keep doing? Putting people in hotels is definitely a short-term measure to try to help people well, who have these big issues. And so this this document from this Regional Affairs Committee starts to talk about what those issues are and how we can solve them in Montpelier. One of the things that is happening, I'm sorry, but I just we talked about this off the air. Uh, uh, Trey, Anastasia, Divided Sky there's a 46 bed recovery oh, I know. center. I know. I'm very well aware of that. In yeah. Ludlow, 46 beds. Yeah. So That's Trey. Huge. Yeah. So Trey from the band Fish started that process about three years ago. And one of my good friends who lives in in New York, I know he's not listening, but hi, Andy. Um, he he had a really good friend who worked on that project. So I've known about that project for a couple of years. That yeah. is so cool, and it's not getting a lot of. Uh, and it's it is for people attention. that are it is specifically for people on uh, Medicaid, low income. And and yeah. it's addiction. It's yeah. it's, it's yeah. helping people. It's a substance people, use disorder right. treat inpatient treatment center. Forty six beds. Yeah, they bought a, an old actually. Uh, you know, I think it was a hotel or an inn or something. Yes, that's a really great. Uh, tell folks the name of it again, Andy. Um, it's um, Divided Sky. Anthony. Yeah, Divided Sky. Divided Sky in Ludlow, and it's weeks away from finally opening. Yeah. Um, to avoid regulatory hurdles, uh, it's explicitly non-medical but it's it's 46 beds yeah. for recovery yeah 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 they, they 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 try to submit a certificate of need i was helping them a little bit with that and they and they ran into some bumps so they're going to open it under this format but i would encourage people if you have family members who are suffering to take a look that's an important thing the other thing is the medical center is working with some other folks to open uh, an urgent care for mental health up at the hospital. So those things are really great. We need to keep, if we want to help people, we keep saying we want to help people. We need services. So, you know, people, of course, people have asked me if I would run for a seat in Montpelier. Um, You know, do do you think, honestly, that you can get that stuff done from inside the house? Or is it better to be working outside, pushing? I think both are important. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can help if you're on the inside. Particularly if you're in the in the Senate because you're one of thirty as opposed to one of 150. Right. So I think both are important. I think you got to have people from the outside pushing, and you got to have people on the inside too. Uh, so, you know, if you're thinking about running, let's talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. But um, are you thinking about it? Here we go. Okay. Are you thinking about it? Uh, well, you know, I've always thought about it. I'm in elected office now. I just like to do roles where I know I can make a difference. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody can argue that you make a difference for Burlington. Well, and, we, got, we have a lot. You know, we have a, we're a little bit of a pushing. Uh, it's a, a pushing a boulder uphill right now. Which, yeah. Um, you know, I think especially as we're coming into our holiday season, I know there's a lot of stuff planned for downtown, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fun activities um, I'm actually meeting with Council President Paul about that. Uh, I think later this, this afternoon to talk about some of the things they have planned. Um, but it, it should be hopefully, despite everything we face this year, a fun holiday season downtown. I'm hoping. All right. Well, well we're gonna we're gonna talk with Kelly about a lot more in Burlington, including you know the mayor's race, which is just four months away, and caucuses yep. are long before that. 
And uh, we will talk about IRV a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Good stuff. So we're going to take a quick two-minute break, and we'll be back. And as you know, the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open after the break. Every day, the morning drive, FM 96.3 and AM 620, WVMT. Welcome back to the morning drive. What movie was this music in? I think it was in The Fighter. Did you see the movie The Fighter? Was it? I don't you know. guys do that trivia all the time, and I have to say, Kurt, you you blew me away on the Burlington trivia, and you'd blow me away on that as well. His memory is absolutely <laughs> what. Uh, by the way, before we go into some, um, well, I'm playing back in the saddle. From yeah, Aerosmith. that's yeah, that's I was the, Aerosmith, which the concerts should be canceled. Down and, and my yeah. other favorite is the Talking Heads, and so I I like the Talking Heads. When so. I went to New York, I saw Here Lies Love, which is the new musical that's produced by David Byrne. It was fantastic. What Highly famous- recommend. Uh, mm-hmm. See, that leads to another trivia question. What famous Talking Heads song or what movie was a Talking Heads song sort of the theme at the end of the movie? Uh, there's only one Talking Heads movie I care about. It's called Stop Making Sense. Sense. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. The t- uh, t- uh, a Talking Heads song was at the end of the movie Wall Street. Oh, which song? Uh, that Burning one down starts out. Did, no, not that one. It's a. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check it out finally. Okay. Let you know. not, let's uh, get back into let's get back into. No, that's not it. No, so Kelly, let's talk about the mayor's race. We now know Emma Mulvaney Stanek. We interviewed her on the show. Progressive candidate for mayor looks like she probably will be the progressive candidate. Yeah. Uh, but now there's a battle in the Democratic caucus between Karen Paul and Joan Shannon, who is going to announce tomorrow on City Hall steps on the park side. Kurt's but, got the inside scoop here. Do you think there'll be anybody else at the caucus, or do you think it's just going to be down to those well, two? Well, you know, the rumor's been, or there's been this, that maybe C.D. Madison would run. Yeah, I've She's heard that, too. She's not very well known in uh, in Burlington. Most people wouldn't know who she is. When I've mentioned that name, they've said, who, who is she? I don't know. doesn't mean she can't couldn't win, but I think if you, I don't maybe you, see if you agree with this. I mean, if you wait any more time, I mean, there's about six weeks before the Democratic caucus, the two candidates now are really organizing because that's what it's about right yeah if you waited two or three weeks i don't think i don't think you'd be able to you'd have no chance to win yeah no i agree i mean i I listened to the way in and um though not only do you have two candidates i mean these are two people who have a long history on the city council they've both been council president they've been on board of finance um you know these these are two very strong candidates with a lot of support not only within the uh, wards that they serve, but also throughout the city, and so that that I think would be a, a you know a tough hill to climb. It brings back a little bit of PTSD from when Moreau and Tim Ash won, and it, you know came down to one vote at one point yeah. in one of the caucus rounds. So I don't think we can encourage Burlington Democrats, please, enough uh, to show up at that at that caucus. You know, I think. We have a, we have you know a little bit of bleed of some other folks coming into the caucus, mainly folks from you know the progressive party that show well, up at the I caucus. Th- and remember, I, I said live on the air once to you, the progressive wing of the Democratic caucus, and I thought you were going to explode. Yeah, that's no, that's <laughs> that definitely exists. But you know, so uh, we need voters to show up. I'm sure you agree, Kurt. On what is it, oh, December 9th, tenth, December tenth, tenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, and uh, you know, you have Joan Shannon, who's a lifelong Democrat. Uh, Karen Paul, who ran as a Republican initially against Andy Montreal. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 20, wow. 20 years back, she ran as a Republican against Andy Montreal. Wow. 2000. Then, yeah, wow. I did not know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. She lost that race. Then she came back and ran against independent counselor Barb Perry. 
because she well, said yeah. there were too many Democrats on the well, council. At the time. Well, no, that's a little different. Okay, uh, sorry. Barb Perry had switched. She had been convinced to run as a Democrat. And so Karen ran as an independent against Byron Perry and did beat her at a, mm. in a re- fairly close election, uh, saying, you know, that my our ward wants, wanted an independent candidacy. Later on, she switched to the Democratic Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because... So, so, um, just an interesting history. Yes, and back then, I mean, I have to say, having, you know, I've been in this job for f- almost 16 years. Whew. Um, I have to say that... I remember well the composition of the council, but, you know, there were a couple of Republicans, there were some independents, there were a couple of progressives, and then Democrats. It was, but people worked together. You didn't have these big divided lines either back then, which was interesting. I will argue a point a little bit with you, though, on that. I don't think Burlington's problems, because some are trying to say this, that we need a uh, collaborator. We need somebody who, you know... I think nothing wrong with collaboration. I've always believed in compromise and collaboration where it's good compromise and good collaboration. But there's also bad compromise and bad collaboration. And what the problem has been, in my view, you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, has not been a lack of collaboration. It's been that people have collaborated with the this new group of progressive, these sort of hardcore progressives, different than the Jane Nodell progressives, for example. And they've collaborated with them on some bad ideas, in my opinion. You know, I this this uh, young wing of the Progressive Party, uh, you know, one of my rubs with them is bringing national issues or, you know, to Burlington City Council. I mean, you know, let's remember the old adage that, the you know, the job of the mayor and the city council is to keep the roads plowed and paved, right? right. You know, we need to do the basic work. And Close I feel like home. somehow that got lost in, in interest of these larger issues. Um, I sometimes think that, there are some people, you know, on the council that are most comfortable when they can vote no on something, but it, no, it's not going to actually pass. Yeah. You know? So there's this idea of, of, of being on your soapbox and standing up for something that's larger than Burlington and being able to, you know, right. be stalwart for that, but never coming down off of that and trying to find, trying to listen to other opinions and try to uh, hear what other people say and find something that's best for the city. Right. I've seen a lot of lack of that. Like what is best for the city? It's not that complicated when you think about it. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Kelly. Do you think Kurt should register as a Democrat and vote in this, uh, this caucus coming up, you know, Get all hands on deck. <laughs> Everybody loves Kurt. You know, I, I, oh, I, I would go that far. <laughs> I, you know, I've worked with work with Kurt on the council and been doing the show here for a long time. And, and, and I think Kurt is great. Um, I think that he should uh, officially stay out of the race at this point in time. Uh, <laughs> because but what if he showed up at the caucus? Uh, if he showed up at the caucus, well, that would be up to him. I know. Um, <laughs> Kelly's, being, Kelly's being very diplomatic. But, you, know, I know. you know, he is a Republican. And in while there isn't a lot of strength in numbers in the Republican Party right now, um, people might there might be a sideways eye there if he did it's that. It's a big tent. It's just not that big. Well, I mean, I'm just being silly. I, I'm nobody being would silly. kick him out. But no. no, Kurt, I think you've been really clear that you don't want to run again. That you've had your time doing I've it. Had a lot of people ask yeah. me surprisingly. Yeah. And you kind of like your your bully pulpit here at the mic at WVMT. So, uh, <laughs> well, I, no, but I think I think the caller's point was that he um, and I think uh, the majority of us are in the middle, you know. And so it, it really and, and when you look at local politics, I do think the D and the R and the I and the P should fall away because, as to your point, it's really about our local community. 
And that's that that's what you're running to do is is make impact on that. If if you'd like to make change on a national level, well, then work on national politics. Well, you know, let's also remember that Burlington is different. Mm-hmm. Um, it does lean further left than most other communities in the in the in the state. Even maybe maybe Brattleboro will give it a run for its money, but um, we have to remember that um, Burlington is different and. The stakes are high. I mean, I think mm-hmm. the last time that we had a um, award election at one point, I know there were like some heavy duty progressives. I mean, I remember hearing that uh, Lieutenant Governor Zuck- Zuckerman was knocking doors in, in support of a progressive candidate. So, you know, like people bring a lot of power to Burlington because it's important. Yeah. And so um, and there are a lot of people that do lean far to the left. No question about it. Now, we were going to get into IRV. We'll wait until the next segment. See, before Kelly was only on for the half-hour segment, <laughs> and we would have run ourselves out of time. But now we got her for the full hour. So yeah. we got plenty of time to get back into IRV because that's a bit of a subject in, it in is, and of itself. It is, yeah. This is going to be a whole new thing. It's not right. the same IRV. It's not your old IRV. <laughs> no. It's not your mother's <laughs> IRV. This is a new I'm one. I'm fairly familiar with it. <laughs> we'll be back. We're going to check in with Place you. for local talk weekday mornings. The Morning Drive. News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive. Everybody, there is the Talking Heads. Oh, my God. And she was. I love that song. That's a great and she album. was. And we've got Kelly Devine here. So the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline's open. If you have a question for KD, give us a call at any time. Don't wait to the last minute, as people sometimes like to do. Yeah, exactly. Now, Kelly, uh, we were talking about the mayor's race and the eight, of course, eight city council races this year, too. Yep, eight Those city are- council, and some are going to turn over. I'm hearing. We haven't heard official word yet, but I'm hearing couple of really? incumbents not running. Yeah. Sort of hearing rumor that there no might kidding. be might be some uh, races that and of course if if uh Councilor Paul, Council President Paul gets the nomination, her seat will be up and oh, open. Right. Yep. I have heard Oh yeah. I and again, as you said, not official confirmation, so this could be wrong or someone could change their mind or whatever, but these are names I've heard. Yep. Uh I have heard Joe McGee may not be running. I have heard that too. Yep. I have heard Zariah Hightower might not be running. I've heard that too. I, you know, that she might have may be making a physical move. So not sure, but that, yeah. no, 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 you can't. No, no. See, here's the thing: if you're on the council and you make decisions that have affected the lives of people in Burlington, you got to stay for ten years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You can't leave. Uh, well, I've yeah, done my. I've that. done what I can do here, and now let's <laughs> now go. I've got to go. The, uh, but, but we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> that's what we've heard. And then we've heard rumors, but I'm, I don't believe it till it's official, but we've heard that maybe Ali Jang might not be running in Ward 7. I have heard that too. Yep, absolutely. And wow. other people are looking at that race potentially. Um, and then folks we know are, are going to be back in, Sarah Carpenter, right? Running for re-election. Um, I, I heard that Hannah King plans to run again. Ben Travers definitely plans to run again. Um, who else we got in there? And I guess that's that's it. Yeah, but there's a potential for for substantial change. I mean, with a mayor and uh, oh yeah, it's going to be it's huge. This election is huge. Everybody needs to get uh, get involved. You know, Anthony has. I'm very glad picked up my mantra like elections matter. Uh, we need to make sure that everybody's voice is heard and heard loudly in this uh, in this election. You know, we typically 
have about 13, 14,000 people vote in Burlington, but there are a lot, you know, we are a city of 46,000. So, you know, come on out people. Like Mm -hmm. this is your city. If you want to see things change, if you want to make sure that Burlington, um, you know, gets past this very challenging time. I mean, let's face it. Whoever takes the seat is coming in at a time where, I mean, a lot of great things have been done by Moreau. I have, you know, I have no qualms about that infrastructure stuff, our fiscal health, you know, he's, he's, balanced our capital, uh, our budgets, and also done a great plan for the capital improvements. But we have this this overlying other really, really huge issue. We keep putting in short-term measures. You know, they're talking now about um, a uh, 30-bed warming shelter on South Winooski Avenue in the old VFW. Yeah, the state's paying for it. For three or four months. Those are short-term measures. We need someone who's going to look at long-term measures, We're gonna who's going to look at, you know, how we rebuild, continue to look at how we rebuild our police department and, you know, how we address a bunch of things that are happening downtown that we can't really um, can't really just let go unnoticed long term. I would say it's the biggest election that we faced, most especially with the mayor's race, but council race is a little lesser degree, but still very important. And so I, I think it's probably the most important election we've had in a long, long time. Yes. Now, and both council and mayoral races now are subject to this new Instant runoff voting. That's, I read the resolution, Kurt. Have you read it? Did you ever go back and read the resolution of late of, that put that in place? I may have read it at the time, but I haven't gone back and re- read it again recently. You mean the one that created this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you read it and it's like, okay, what exact? Even I had to step back and go, what exactly does this mean? And, and what did you come up with? What does it mean? <laughs> yeah, Anybody say. out there want to call in? Who well, knows? <laughs> and, why, and how is it different than the old IRV system? You said it was not the same old system as, uh, as the previous IRV. So, uh, first of all, I, this is my understanding. Kurt, correct me if you're wrong. In the old system of IRV, uh, you had like a round one vote, a round two vote, a round three vote, whatever, right? In this case, it's ranked choice voting. So, you got... As far as I understand it, you walk in and your ballot has, let's say there's five names on it, because there's always these down ballot candidates that run, you know, that, you know, loyal ploof kind of people that run. Uh, So could be five, could be six. And then you have to rank them one through six, one through seven. And that's the same way as the old system. You didn't have a second round and a third round? No, you did, but you still ranked your choices in the first. So this this is a ranking of folks one through six, and then... Uh, then the countdown begins and the countdown doesn't, the count doesn't end until you're down to two candidates. It doesn't end when someone gets 50%. It ends when you're down to two candidates. Unless of course it could end on the first round. If somebody cleared 50%. Yeah. If someone clears 50% on the first round, uh, if we have, if we have two strong candidates that, that could happen, um, there hasn't been a strong history of that happening. Um, someone getting 50% on the first round. You mean in mayoral races? Yeah. Uh, right. I think it was, let's see, Weinberger versus, uh, Karina Driscoll. I think Moreau was just short of 50. I think yeah, it was for, like 48%. Yeah. There's been a lot of ones that are just short of 50. That's the, what, that's what I've seen. So it, it doesn't seem likely to me with down ballot candidates. If we have three candidates in the race, that's going to, then you definitely not going to have anyone hit in the last three strong candidates in the 50. In the last race, it was Moreau, um, uh, Ali Jang and Max Tracy. And that's where. Moreau had, I think it was like 44 to 43%, something like that, or 43, 42 with Ali Jang getting 13%. Right, right. So uh, 
so then what what that what that what that forces candidates to do is to try to decide of the people on the ballot the person with the lowest number of votes let's say somebody gets 500 votes first things that happens is those 500 votes get reallocated to that person's number two basically their next top pick the next person they ranked after one the person they ranked second those votes get reallocated I think person. it's still pretty much the basic system that was in place back at 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. There it, might be some tweaks that are different, but it, I think it, it's mostly the same. It feels so, different to me in that um, you don't you don't stop when someone hits 50. And What do you mean you don't stop when somebody hits 50? The whole idea is somebody clearing 50. I don't think they keep going if somebody you passes keep, 50. You read it, but as far as I read it, it keeps going until they're down to two candidates. Mm, I, I, I have... I shouldn't say it because I have not gone back and thoroughly read this, but my understanding always has been you clear 50. Why would you keep going if somebody cleared 50? That doesn't make well, sense. Here, oh, my God. I, I agree. I mean, here's here's the thing. That's why I said it initially. That's why I asked Kurt if he had read the resolution. <laughs> because, I haven't, but I was still going to contend, even not having thoroughly read it, or maybe I looked right, at it well, way back. But, but I'm still going to contend that if somebody clears 50, <clears throat> all right, that's so we'll, it. we'll leave that on the table between Kurt and I. We'll set, get that settled <laughs> in another day because I was just okay. in the midst of this last night. But let me site. say that uh, what's important here is not so much whether Kurt and I agree on this. I think what's important is if we are in the case where it's there are three strong candidates instead of two. Let's say somebody, let's just throw in a name. Brian Pine, I know, has been interested, comes in as an independent. Uh, you know, we had Ali Jang run. I don't think he has any intention, but he ran as a third-party can- candidate. There's people like Infinite Culcleasure that keep running. If we have anybody with name recognition recognition that's a third candidate. Could be, you know, could be somebody on the on the right as well, or a Democrat um, that runs as an independent. If we're in that situation, then Burlington voters have to be very mindful of who their number two vote is because. The, the 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 challenge always with ranked choice voting in a three-way race is it favors the candidate who um, doesn't have to split their votes with someone else. Okay. In a three-way say that again in a three-way race if, how does it favor someone? Because if so, if 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 let's say uh, let's say that the let's say the progressive candidate has 45% coming out of the first round and the and two Democrats split that and they're 23 and um 20 23 and 24 or something and they have that split then as those down ballot votes get counted it's easier for that person who's at 45 to get to the 50 oh because the they're yeah if that was mm-hmm. if that yeah. was a scenario because they're they're so much closer obviously to 50 well that's why if you so if 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 you want if you're saying an mm uh uh, Milvaney Stanek and and so you want uh, three or four progressives on the down part of the downside of the ballot or three or three people that are far to the left because you'll be number one and then the number two choice. So the way it works is the number two choice becomes your number one choice. Um, if your candidate doesn't win, I, your number one choice. Be, yeah, I think that I think the thing yeah. is it, it it may be it may be irrelevant if it's too if it's too strong candidate race may may or may not be but we have to pay attention to it. I think voters have to get informed and I think people have to be very mindful of that number two. And let's also remember that there's drop off in votes. There's some people that don't rank. 
Right, just said, right. I just want this candidate. So and round one is may, you know, maybe 14,000 votes. Then round two would be 13 and then 11 and then 12. And I'm bringing this up because I'm working through the process of trying to understand this. I think it's important that we all try to figure it out and that there's a good amount of pu- I'm calling for a good amount of public information out there so that people understand this come election day because it's going to be important. When you go to the, the Burlington City website. And for an explanation, they link you to NewYorkCityVotes.org, and and it there's a graphic that doesn't trans uh, transmit well on radio. Um, now I may be a little more confused than I was before. Yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's not start let's sending phones. people to New York until we figure this one out. Well, that's if you go to the City of Burlington's yeah. website. That's I know. what well, they've that, got. You know. Okay. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. It's obvious. Just in your discussion, you don't know how it works, even though the counselors voted for us to accept this new way of uh, voting. And in my opinion, it's going to discourage people to go and vote. And I possibly may not vote because I, I totally disagree with what they come up with. And it's time, you know, for a change and go back to the way that we used to vote. Vote for the person that you feel is the most capable for the position. Well, but the, So this, the I think is, it's important to note that this was voted on by the citizens. It was a ballot right. item. Doesn't It's not just the council. It goes to the ballot and it was voted on by the ballot. Not to say that I agree that it's the way to go. There seems to be a lot of people that think it's the way to go. I'm, 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 I'm personally not a fan because I think it does agree with the caller it creates some confusion and and to but but instead of not voting go vote and vote for the one person that you uh you don't have to vote for three you can vote for one right when somebody says they want to see it change in them but they're not going to vote well then everybody needs to vote everybody does need to vote yeah let's go to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive Hi, I'm an old guy, and I'm just curious. I know, like, on America's Got Talent, they can count 30 million votes in 90 seconds. I don't see why counting votes is a big thing. But on ranked choice, what if I leave, um, I only fill in uh, for the one candidate. I only put in my candidate number one and don't fill in the blanks on the so, other one. Yeah, that, that some people call that bullet voting. Yeah, what happens then? Um, it, it basically, if if that person stays in the race, your vote continues to count for them. If that person is eliminated, you don't get any say. And, in, and the way they would look at it is, is as if it was if it was a real runoff, not a instant runoff or a ranked choice voting type runoff. They would look at it this way: that you chose not to show up for that round of voting. Right. Yeah. But does it your your vote counts in the second round? Is for that first guy, doesn't it? The only one you filled out, or your, your vote can only mm-hmm. counts one, can count once. I mean, you, oh. you're, you're voting for. If you said I'm I'm voting for, let's say you said I'm voting for Joan Shannon, and uh, your 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 vote stays in play. I mean, it stays there, but it's not going to count multiple times. Your vote stays in play as long as your candidate but, is still in the running. Is my well, understanding of it? But it, yeah. but it, yeah. But if you didn't, let's say. You didn't uh, cast a second place vote, and it comes to a runoff. Uh, then you you didn't participate in that round of voting. Uh, sounds sounds like a shell game to me. I mean, <laughs> as far really as does. I understand that, it's only if your candidate's eliminated. So we definitely need to find out more. Yeah, I'll tell you how they used to do it. My uncle was a greenskeeper at Albany Municipal Golf Course in the fifties, and on election night, 
he would have to go to every poll in the city and vote, and we'd pull up with my <laughs> uncle, and we'd get out in a gentleman and hand him a piece of paper with a person's name on, he'd go in and vote. Well, oh, that's man, the way to do you it. Go. And, it's, and in, of course, in Chicago, in Cook County, and vote it was on. always uh, don't count don't count the election over until the dead vote comes in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks for calling. The election morning. wasn't over until Mayor Daley made sure the cemetery votes would count. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Well, thank you for taking my call. I had a couple uh, questions and thoughts. Now, we vote for a charter change. We don't need 50%. So we can change the whole dynamics of the pol- politics with less than 50%, though we've got to have 50% for the mayor. Here's my other thing about ranked choice voting. I, I struggle to see what the difference is if you're standing in line and someone's telling you you have to vote for me or this or that or that. But it's okay to twist someone's arm on paper to vote for someone they don't want to vote for. Hmm. That's my point. Thank you. So I think what Seems the caller's like saying is that if, you, if you're if you forced to rank someone, then you're forced to vote for them on some level. And, uh, you don't, like I said, you don't have to fill out the ranking. Um and, you know, in some cases it may not matter. That's why as you get further down, um, but if, yeah, I, I think I, I spent a lot of time on it last night. I'm still trying to learn more. I'm bringing it up as a point of discussion, but also to let folks know that we need to make sure that we understand, we all understand it when we walk in the voting booth. Well, from a statistical point, if if I wanted the person on the top to win and they were just let's just say far left you want the bottom three to be that same type because the bottom three are going to fall out and your second choice is going to go to the the, the, the top one you if with the, me? yes you if, the, the if the top person is very close to 50 and there are a bunch of down ballot people that are you know that would that would likely result in a number to vote for that person yes those votes will slide Way up down. to that person yeah. yeah and when you watch the graphic it yeah, all you need is the bottom three to agree with whoever you want, and yeah. it'll it'll yeah. stack it. Let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yeah, good morning, folks. Let me put, create a scenario here. A three-candidate race where you love the top candidate and you can't stand the second two candidates, would you be able to vote for your candidate and then write in someone as your second choice? I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. I'm not sure. Can you write in a name with with this with this system? I don't think you can. I don't know. That's a good question. That is caller. a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question because they have sample ballots on the website for the city, and it doesn't show a write-in spot. The write-ins have always been fun. I, I, I you know, I think there's going to be a few Kurt Wright write-ins in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be quite a few. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Now I know up in Maine, you know, they did this. I think it might be ranked choice voting, whatever. And I know in the Northern District, Congressional District in Maine, the guy that was running against this, Jared Golden, said, well, you don't have to just put, like, vote for me, and then you have to vote for Golden. You could vote for me however many times, how many choices you got, you could put the same guy's name down each time. Yeah, this one doesn't work that way. That's the way they were saying it, you know, and I didn't hear anybody disagree with it. Of course, with Burlington, basically all you're going to elect is communists anyhow, so what difference does it make? <laughs> uh, Kurt's sitting right here now. Come on. 
I've been called a rhino, but not a communist yet. <laughs> no, yeah, you keep living here. Uh, just kidding. I'm being silly. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Listening to your discussion reminds me of Mayor Clavel trying to explain ranked choice voting. <laughs> but I wanted to make another comment. And the thing that I have a concern over is that if you only choose to vote for one guy and do not fill out the other options, and uh, your your vote in the second in the second round uh, doesn't count if you have like uh, your candidate finishes uh, third or fourth. Exactly. Uh, your your vote doesn't count, and when they recalculate the number of people that uh, participated, that that percentages does not include your vote. So in other words, you are not voting uh, in that election. Yes, right. exactly. That's why you chose not to participate in that in that vote in that round. Yeah, of so, yeah, yeah, but you did vote in that election, and yep. because you chose not to rank choice, the percentage should remain the same. Like you voted, but you know, instead of just throwing out your vote completely. Well, that's, that's an interesting. That's an interesting topic that we talked about last night, which is what is the denominator of this equation? Is it the original number of voters or the the number of voters that are in round two? I will say that I just uh, texted someone who's pretty familiar with this, and they said <laughs> that it's well, no, him. they said that fifty percent is the number. If you if you, it just doesn't make sense. That you would, I would, it does not make sense that know, you would have somebody get the, the clear 50% and you'd still start distributing Kurt's votes. Keep arguing with it. I'm saying it makes read, no sense. I'm going to read the resolution again, but I spent a lot of time on it last night and it says it continues, explicitly says well, continues until there are two candidates. Okay, because on the site yeah, it says, it, it says um, the resolution may be different because they just took all the verbiage on the Burlington site from New York City. Or, but it says if there's a majority winner... Uh, more than 50% of the first choice, that candidate wins. Yeah. It says that let's, on the Burlington Let's grab site. another caller for we run out Let's of time. go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. I'm with you, Anthony. I'm a little more confused now than I was before the segment. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Kelly's confused us all. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would like your opinion on I would like your opinion on this. It, it appears, after tomorrow we'll know, it appears that two of our strongest counselors are running for the mayor race. And I'm wondering, is that going to be detrimental in the long run under the IRV? And what happens to the candidate that loses? Are they no longer on the council, and do well, we lose that, that, well, well, that for, quality representation? Well, first of all, yeah. no. Joan Shannon's on the council, and her seat's not up for re-election. Yep. So if she is the nominee and questions. loses, she's still on the council regardless. And even if she... If she uh, However that comes out, she's still on the council unless she becomes mayor. Yeah, Joan will stay on the council if she loses at the caucus. There's no IRV at the caucus, so right. that doesn't apply. That's... It only applies in the final election. And, and Karen, you don't... Karen Paul, I understand, can put her name in both for her seat and for mayor if she chooses at the caucus. If she chooses to sort of hedge her bets. Yeah. Like, just in case yeah. I'm not going to win this mayor's race. in the But but both candidates, unless one chooses to, to continue and run as an independent, one is out... But Joan Shannon, if she's out, she's still on the council. Yeah. I mean, and, and there's no question there are two really experienced counselors who bring a lot to the table. So it looks like there's a chance we may not have one of them on the council next year. Well, it which won't would, be Joan unless, she right. be unless she's mayor. Yeah, unless right. she's mayor. Yeah. So there's a chance one of them won't be on the council next year, which certainly will, you know, be a loss to the council. Let's uh, grab one more call. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. I would ask Mr. Mayor. 
<laughs> we live in a society now. We live in a society where when you buy a frozen pizza, they tell you to take it out of the box before you heat it up. And we expect people to rank choice vote people down the line. This is a scam to put progressives like me in office. And if it had been in place, Dickie Bove would have won. Oh, right. <laughs> I'd like, you know, I'd like to revisit this topic, Kurt. You know, I'm uh, coming on the show uh, again in a few weeks, and I think Kurt and I are going to revisit this one. I hope you're right, Kurt. I read the language, and you know, this is the thing. It's one line. How do you interpret it? Uh, it, it's hard to know from what's in the it, language. It just wouldn't, yeah. to me, would not make sense that a I candidate agree, would but... say, say a candidate's got 51%. And they'd say, okay, now let's distribute and see if somebody can catch them or pass them at 51. It's not possible. Well, well if you've got two other strong candidates, somebody they, could. No, you can't. <laughs> Think about the mathematics of it. You no, can't. Right. You well, can't. Well, uh, they can drink. You could, if you're at, say, say you're at, uh, oh, I know we got to go. And so I'll just finish it's this It's a percentage, quick. though. We you got to remember the no, percentage it, could change. Doesn't, if it's 51%, no, you can't. But you the can denominator's take, different the next You can take time. all of the other candidates' votes and distribute them. You still can't pass the, the other candidate. The denominator changes. No. Yes, no, no, no. No. It, it, it does. No. 51% is still a win. You can't, you can't change that. Well, no, you're wrong about that. Thank, Thank you guys so much for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Thank thanks, you for everyone. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for confusing everyone. <laughs> thanks for confusing everyone, Kurt. It's no, so that was Kelly. fun when you're here. I love it. You All wait, right. I'll be right. We'll be back. <laughs>